Roger Klein's Canzione Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Canzione Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. By OxyPal, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, you're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by NCHC-TV and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live on the uh, beautiful Podbean app, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. We are recording just a little bit live uh, earlier than our normal live show at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Very good reason for that, though. Uh, Scott Strandy, as I said, here in Scottsdale, and my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, it's a Tuesday. We got hockey games. We got all kinds of stuff going on. We're a little bit early tonight, but this will actually air in the 7.30 time slot as well. So how are you? Uh, we're doing all right. It's been a crazy day, but... You know, hey, that's <laughs> we call that life, right? And this is going to throw my timing all off because I'm just so used to having that moment of zen before, you know, before we start and getting that last second sort of uh, research time in that I normally get, right. you know, when... <laughs> Um, I hear you. You know, with the there were. I mean, it helps that there are games today, so that's good. <laughs> games going we, on as we speak, but I guess we'll wait uh, until they're over to see if they end before <laughs> we do. So we're not talking about it the middle of a game that's already going, that's already over, because that would sound silly, right? So. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will tell you though that. The things about doing a live podcast, uh, you, you kind of go on the fly, but when you adjust the time schedule, I totally agree with you. You just kind of get out of sync, and you're not really sure where you are, what you're doing. But um, I'm like that every week, though. <laughs> I hear you. Well, my, my day has been crazy today because uh, uh, I brought the vehicle in for uh, its its service, uh, oil change and tire rotation and filters right. and all that good stuff. And as How's I'm Kevin? sitting uh, – Kevin was great. As I'm awesome. sitting at uh, – uh, Bell Ford uh, in their luxurious uh, waiting area and chomping on the free goodies that they have for you. And um, by the way, Scott knows luxurious. Uh, he, he likes to lie about this this place here on this end. Uh, that's because he's making fun of me. Uh, so, so anyway, um, as I'm in there, I've got my my uh, iPad up and I'm watching the uh, 
the Colorado College game against Western Michigan. And normally, right. I, you know, that sitting around in a, in a waiting area just kind of wears on you, right? Uh, right? It went by so fast today, Paul. It was about two hours, uh, maybe a little less. And they told me, uh, they came to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, sir, your car is ready. And I said, I've got to wait a minute. This is going to overtime. <laughs> and then the guy said, is it okay if I park it for you? I'm like, yes, just go ahead and park it yeah, somewhere. Just go park it, get out of my way. And, and then it went to the shootout. And I'm I'm watching and I'm snapping photos off of there as quickly as Which I, I can. Which I hate, and, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the, the shootout or my photos off the, off the screen? <laughs> no, the shootout. I used to be a fan, but I have become... <laughs> Uh, very much disenchanted with it, but that's another well, that's another show. Uh, and we'll quickly get into this because we got a great guest joining us in about oh fifteen minutes or so. We've got the uh, one of the hottest uh, goal scorers in NCAA hockey right now, if not the hottest, uh, in Arizona State freshman Matthew Copperud. Uh, and I'm going to ask him to make sure it's Copperud and not Copperud because where right. I grew up as a Scandinavian in northern Minnesota, it was Copperud. But right. uh, if it's Copper Rudd, we'll find out right off the get-go. Uh, listen, I, 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 you know, I grew up here in the melting pot. I can't say as if I know <laughs> a whole lot of Scandinavians, though. We didn't have, not a lot of blonde hair and blue eyes in Queens growing up. <laughs> yeah, well, we all moved to the cold, cold that, that I don't understand uh, upper either, part of the United States. That's another show, too. Uh, yeah, I asked my parents that many times, why in the heck you moved here <laughs> and why did you settle here, but whatever. They chose it. I I was born into it, but I got out of it. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So, anyway, Colorado College finally got a chance to play a hockey game uh, the first time in about nine months. Right. And uh, they made the most of it. They uh, they scored early. They, uh, they kind of hung on a little bit, but uh, I'm sure uh, Coach Haviland uh, will take it. They, they went to overtime. Uh, they did their three-on-three. Three. They actually started with a power play, so it was four-on-three. And then most of the overtime, it was played four-on-four four because they couldn't get a whistle. Oh, there's nothing so, wrong with that. Uh, no. So and and the announcers were uh, were saying that you know maybe maybe Western Michigan would prefer to stay four on four as opposed to having the speed of Colorado College coming at you three on three. Anyway, it goes to the shootout. The NCHC has their uh, three round shootout, and then it's a sudden death, if you will, for anything past that. Well, uh, Colorado College scored in the fourth round, and and uh, Mr. Vernon, the goaltender for Colorado College shut down um, the uh, skater from Western Michigan. I don't remember the name right off the top of my head. But anyway, it ends up being a two-point victory, I guess you call it. Um, it. It goes in as a tie. It goes in as two points in the conference, though, which is really what matters. And congratulations to Colorado College, Coach Haviland, uh, Grant Crookshank, all the good guys over there because uh, they – they waited an awful long time, and you and I talked about the adversary that they went through uh, to get to that point. So, you know, congratulations to them for doing that because uh, I don't know. That that perseverance, we've talked about this over and over again, and, and perseverance is something you got to go through, and you gotta you got to just be mentally tough as well, right, Paul? Well, I, I think if we had Coach Haviland on right now with us, I, I think that is the thing he would take most out of the game today. They had a 2 nothing lead. They scored two goals late in the first period. You get a power play goal, you know, um, and, they, and, they, and they get a 2 nothing lead. And then uh, 
Western Michigan comes back and ties the game on two special teams goals. They got a shorthanded goal and a power play goal. And about a minute after they tie the game, Western Michigan, Colorado College comes right back and regains the lead. And I'm sure that if you ask the coach, that was the big moment in the game. Uh, yeah, they gave up the lead again in the third period. Okay. But uh, even with that, and, you know, that was about two-thirds of the way through the period, they hung in there, they hung tough. I'm sure he would have liked to have gotten that power play goal in, 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 in overtime. But they got two out of a possible three points, uh, faced some adversity in that first game, and they came through. And And, and I think – you know, just in what little coaching mindset that, you know, I had over the years, that's what you look for, right? Especially in the first game when you're still not 100% sure what you have until you see it out on the ice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you uh, you just try to get through it, I think, is the way they do it, especially when it's been that long uh, since you were able to actually, uh, you know, play a, play a game like that. And it, Congratulations, like I said, to them for hanging in there because uh, they, they did not have an easy road. Um, speaking of, uh, of roads that aren't easy, the Denver Pioneers, <laughs> uh, they're, they're in a dogfight again right now with, uh, with North Dakota, and we talked about that when they started the season, how much of a dogfight it was going to be for them. Um, they are, uh, as we speak, and this is early, so I know we, we don't want to do that, but we're going to do it anyway because uh, that's what I do. Uh, okay. It's tied at two-two in the third period as we speak right now, and you'd expect nothing less from those teams. They battle back and forth, back and forth. So we'll get into that a little bit uh, a little bit later. But uh, it, let, let's talk quickly about ASU before we bring on our okay. guest. I think I think we got our guest uh, with us, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna make him hold just a second while we talk about his team, the Arizona State Sun Devils, and what they have been doing. Uh, I know you were on the presser today, so you had a chance to uh, to hear what Coach had to say, and I, I think it was a lot of good things, if I'm not mistaken. Well, listen, you know, his team started the season 0-3-1 and, and have won three of their last four and could have just as easily won four in a row. Okay. They've had – Coach said they had good couple of days of practice that – that guys are making the best of a situation that's completely unusual. And out of their control. And completely out of their control. Uh, they're probably taught. I, I can't imagine they have anything left to watch on streaming services. <laughs> uh, I love because, it. I love but, it. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, uh, and, and as a coach, this is unprecedented. Oh, no doubt. No doubt it is. We there have been teams in the past, most notably in the in the, in the uh, late 80s, uh, Boston College didn't play any home games, but they weren't on the road for 36 days. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when they were playing hockey east, uh, they had a long trip to Northeastern and a long trip to BU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit different. Well, yeah, uh, so 
I, I want to jump into this. I don't want to. I don't want to wait. Uh, make our guest wait much longer. But okay, um, listen. Tell let's, me. Let's not let him wait at all. I mean, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, people rather hear him than yeah. me. <laughs> but but here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some some stats to you, Paul, and then I am gonna introduce our guest, who is from Arizona State University and a red hot freshman goal uh, goal scorer. Um, the last four games the Sun Devils have played, they've scored eight goals. Uh, they scored three goals, six goals, four goals, and our guest has scored one, one, two, two in his last four games as a freshman. So without further ado, let's bring on our uh, our special guest, the freshman, Matthew Copperud from Denver, Colorado, and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Matthew, if you're with us and you want to tap a call-in button up there that's open, uh, three or four, we will bring you on live with Scott and Paul. So we'll wait uh, just a second and give Matthew time to, to get Maybe with us. Time to change his mind and run fast while I'm uh, still standing. <laughs> uh, he's a sun devil. Paul, he wouldn't do something like that. Well, so listen, we'll, uh, maybe not, but after listening to us ramble on for 10 minutes, maybe he would. <laughs> Matthew, do we have you on yet? Uh, I, I can see him. Oh, wait. Yeah, I can he's see on him on there, the app. He's not, he hasn't hit the well, – like I said, he's technical things. I think he, I think he's with us now. Matthew, are you with us? I am now, yep. Uh, fantastic. Well, you got Scott and Paul with you. We want to thank you for taking some time today to join us. I know it's been a crazy time for you guys, but um, first of all, let me tell you something that I did this summer that, that I feel just totally shameful about, Matthew. So uh, you, you're welcome to slap me around anytime you want, okay? All right, I will do that. <laughs> Uh, long I, I line went, for that, Matthew, with a really <laughs> long line for that. Uh, I went to visit your your uh, old coach at Dubuque, um, Oliver David, and we were doing all these things, and I was making this big thing about all the guys that were coming to, to Arizona State via Dubuque, and we got all done with it, and I looked at Coach and I said, uh, something doesn't feel right. And he said, yeah, I know. What, what is it? And I said, we left out Matthew Copperett. And he goes, how in the heck can we do that? So, so I promise that uh, when, when I got you on and uh, if COVID ever gives in and I'm able to see you one-on-one, we're doing a special feature on you. And, and you're certainly not letting us down right now with the awesome start. Uh, so, so let's start right there. Congratulations on scoring six goals uh, right off the get-go here in the start of the season. How does it feel? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's awesome. You don't come into college expecting this to happen. Then when it does, it's, it's a pretty surreal feeling. And, I mean, it's it's awesome. I totally understand. I, I get it. Um, you know, I've been following your team now, the Sun Devils, since uh, before you were a team. And Coach Powers and I sat down and talked, and he told me what he wanted to do and what he was looking for in players. And you were an early commit, right? I mean, you committed – uh, quite a bit early to to be a part of this program. What drew you to Arizona State? Yeah, I mean, when I was, I think I was 15 or so, um, me and my cousin actually came down to one of those uh, Sun Devil hockey camps in the summer. And ever since then, me and my cousin were like, oh, that'd be so cool if we were able to play there and stuff and whatnot. And then I sort of kept in contact with Powers since then. And now I'm here today. Um, and by the way, Scott, just so people are, didn't misunderstand Matthew, he was there in the summertime. 
He wasn't that there was. in January and <laughs> February. He was there in the summertime. Yeah, no, that that's a true that's a true dedicated professional to want to come down here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so growing up in in Denver, Colorado, right? Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so I I lived in Denver. Was born there until I was probably about 15 years old. Um, played all my minor hockey there and stuff. And it was awesome. Grew up with a lot of buddies now that are at college. And most of my friends now are actually have graduated college because they don't wait to go in, I guess, till you're not 21, <laughs> which is kind of weird. <laughs> so they're all on with their lives, working, having jobs. And I'm starting my freshman year in college, which is kind of crazy. By the way, they're all jealous. I promise you, COVID or not, they are all jealous. Yep, I think they are for sure. All right, so so you come to Arizona State, you know what it's like because you've you've seen it from from a little while now, um, and you get here and you know Oceanside because obviously you've been in there, but you know what's uh, lying down the road. So, um, what's the thought for you you when you come in and see this lineup? You got Johnny Walker, James Sanchez, uh, Sean Doogie. You got just goal scorers after goal scorers. You got defensemen. You got a, a great goaltending group. Um, what was it like coming in this year and, and even with COVID, dealing with that? Yeah, it was – I mean, it's definitely awesome to look at, like, your roster and see how, like, stacked you are and you're being ranked and whatnot. I mean, it's scary as a player, though. You look at it and you're like, I mean, I may not even get in the lineup this year. Like, everyone's so stacked. And then you are you think the roster set, you're about ready to get to campus, and then all of a sudden you see Sean Doogie's coming here. So then our team gets even better. And then you're really – you're thinking we're going to have a really good team. You're just hoping – you're able to make the lineup every game, which is pretty crazy to think about. So what was the experience like um, once you guys were able to get on the ice and, 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 and once you guys started practicing and you got to, 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 to get a feel for what everybody was like? How long did it take you to feel comfortable just practicing. Forget about get to games in a little bit, but how long did it take you to feel comfortable just to, to get used to practicing? Yeah, it, it took me – I mean, I first got here. I was one of the, I think, the first guys working out this year. It was me and Dom and I think uh, DeBrower. And it's always better, I think, to sort of break in with the guys in smaller groups instead of going in with them all right away, which definitely – helped out a ton, like getting my confidence in practice and stuff and just slowly meeting the guys with COVID. So you met them in small groups, not just the whole team right away. And then you kind of all learned about them throughout the whole thing. So Matthew, when, when you saw the schedule this year and you thought, um, A, it's going to start later than normal and B, we're going to play 28 games on the road and C, they're all going to be against the big 10. Uh, be honest with us. What was your first thought? <laughs> Uh, first thought I was, I was excited. And then my real, I was like reality kicked in. I, we were all sitting in the theater and I saw it and everyone was like super excited to see it. But then I was like, I could go on a 20 game, 28 game road games and maybe not play one game and they'd all be on the road and I'd just be sitting in hotels doing nothing. And that <laughs> <laughs> definitely like went through my mind. And I was thinking, I mean, hopefully I'm just doing well in practice to crack the lineup the first game and just stay in it. So now practice is starting and you're like, okay, am, am I doing what, 
Who was the guy that took you aside? Don't worry, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, the guy that probably took me in the most was probably my roommate, actually, Sanchez. He okay. just, because he's from Dubuque, so he's kept up with it the year before, and he knew, like, the kind of player I was. So he just kept saying, do what you do. Don't worry about anything. If you mess up, just don't worry about it. Just make sure you, next time you do it, you do it right, and stuff like that. And then after practices, we work on our shots together like we each he's sometimes on the other side of the power play and I'm on my one timer side and we'd work on passing across and just kind of hanging out and getting to know each other more okay so think back if you can it's not that long ago but you guys started at Michigan and I'm sure the way things played out I mean the schedule that the game time changed even the gate game day changed and it was kind of a, a little bit of a rush for you guys to get settled in and then you you play that game and and you struggle a little bit. And then, you know, I noticed a couple things, Matthew. You tell me if you guys noticed this as well. I thought after that Michigan series, you guys did three things. You took away time and space in, in the neutral zone. I thought it was, was just, I mean, glaring. You could see it, right? I also thought that you guys took a lot of point passes, uh, which got you good opportunities. And then thirdly, I thought um, you guys all went to the net extremely hard, and you're still doing that. Is that a fair assessment of what happened over the last uh, six games? Yeah, I definitely would agree with you. I mean, I feel like you've had a microphone at our practices, I feel like, because you just kind of nailed everything we've been sort of working on. (laughs) Um, We're doing a lot of drills where we have to be stronger at the net and in our zone, especially just to make sure they're not getting easy, like, tap-in goals. I mean, I remember the first two goals against us in Michigan, they were both – we lost net front position and they scored both of them. And then ever since then, I think we've been a better team net front on most every game, except for the third period against Notre Dame. So when, when, when things like that happen, because while coaches teach different systems, basics stay the same. Was that just thinking too much that night or, or just everybody was just trying to get their feet wet? Yeah, I, I think we definitely – came in um, for, I think, our line personally. It was the freshman line. We're coming into the, our first college game at the Yost against Michigan. We're kind of, I mean, we're scared. Well, we're not scared, but we're, we're nervous. Yeah, I know what you mean. We're like, we, we have no idea what to expect. We heard Michigan's supposed to be a, a big-time opponent. And so we're, we're nervous. Everybody's edgy. We didn't get much rest, a lot of travel. And then they we just came out. Slow-footed. So, you know, you guys are in the middle of this uh, ridiculously long road trip, but how have you been handling it day-to-day? I mean, uh, game days are obvious. Uh, practice, I'm sure, is, is kind of obvious. But what do you do to kill time the rest of the time? <laughs> yeah, I, so after uh, practice, usually, we uh, all come back to the hotel. We eat, and then it's only like – one o'clock so we have the full day so i usually (laughs) so we still have the full day so i always i always go to starbucks i'm a daily starbucks kind of person and i usually try find one that's like not the closest so i can go on a walk and get my legs moving and then i come back and me and james usually play xbox for the rest of the night for probably four hours but however recently we've gotten so bored of playing xbox we've just been watching netflix shows you guys didn't run out of shows yet 
No, oh, we've ran out. We we take oh. all suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I'm a yeah. You know, listen, I'm, a, I'm 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 55 years old. I, I, if, if anything that I can suggest, I, I can't even imagine is still being streamed anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, we're uh, trying to find shows. Last night we watched some like um, Amber Alert movie that took place in Arizona, and <laughs> we <laughs> that was that was the highlight of our I think our week so far. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, as long as it didn't give you nightmares, you're good, right? No, no. I had nightmares. Still thinking oh, about okay. it to this day. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll change the subject because these are the questions I like to ask. First of all, you're growing up playing in Denver. How do you end up in Merritt, British Columbia? Yeah. So um, when I was 15... My uh, one of my dad's buddies, his kid played at academy up in Kelowna, British Columbia, called Pursuit of Excellence. Okay. And I remember one weekend, I was like to my dad, I was like, let's just go check it out, see what it was. Let's get me out of Colorado and go try place AAA somewhere else. And I went up there, and I immediately fell in love with like the city, the town, the program, and everything that went along with it. So then. Uh, a couple weeks went by and they had a prep team there, the higher team, and then a varsity team. And the prep coach was like, yeah, we're going to put you on the varsity team to start. So my dad was like, oh, we might, we'll probably just go somewhere else. And then, of course, <laughs> one week later, he calls says, you can come on the prep team. And okay, then now, for- now, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Because if I have this question, I know other people, and I don't mean to interrupt the story because I want to hear the rest of it. But – Explain to us what the difference is. Yeah, so prep plays against – so that prep league up there is all like superstar young kids that usually go the WHL route and they're all – like there's first-rounder WHL players in the league and it's just – it's it's highly skilled, that top league. Okay. And um, the varsity one's a little bit lower. It's just kids that maybe can't skate as well or whatnot. So those are probably the two main differences. Okay, so now you're there a week and – Yep, and then – so now I'm there and I go back home, back to Colorado for the summer, and they say I can go on the prep team. So I fly back up there. I'm on the prep team. Our uh, coach has me starting, I think, on the – that year we had four lines and one extra because we care, we bring up kids. So I think I was on the fourth line to start the first practice. And I'm sort of you know watching the practice go on. I'm like – some of these kids can't even skate what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I get it. They're Canadian, so they probably should be good, but they can't skate. <laughs> oh, oh, I love this. I and love then, this. and then, so my currently, actually my best friend to this day was on the team before me. And he went up to the coach. He's like, let's try me and this um, copper kid together. Cause like me and him clicked pretty quick right away. Okay. And so I remember our first game was against, a team in Kelowna that was supposed to be the superstar team. You couldn't beat them. And we came out and me and him, I had three goals in the first period. He had three in the second and we ended up winning the game six to three. And (laughs) ever, ever since then that me and that kid play on the same line for two years straight. (laughs) And then, so now is that where you became friends also with Jordan Sandu? Yeah, I, I, knew i don't know if um if he quite knew me before but we played each other 
I think one year in midget and then we played it two years against each other in the BCHL and you kind of just know all like the top players in the league and who you're facing. So you just kind of like talk to him at face-offs and whatnot. And I knew he was committed to Arizona state, which I thought was kind of cool. So that's how I kind of knew him. Okay. So, so here's my follow-up to that. Uh, you go from there to Dubuque, Iowa. Uh, how do you end up in Dubuque, Iowa? And, you know, like I said, I was there this summer and, and talked to Coach David and, and, and the players that have made the trip from, from Dubuque to Arizona State. But tell us about that and tell us what it was like to play hockey in that community. Yeah, Dubuque was awesome. I ended up, I think, deciding I was going to go there early August. And then ever since I got there, I mean, it definitely helped my game out a ton where I am today with the highly competitive practices. And that year our team was just stacked. So, I mean, every practice was like a hard game. So I think that completed me overall into the player who I'm trying to be today. Well, I think you're uh, you're working out okay. Um, I, I was going to save this till the end, but I'll tell you right now is when I watched you and Como together, and then I started uh, seeing the rest of the team kind of rally as well. Um, I thought, you know what? And Paul's an ASU alum, so uh, so he'll he'll get a kick out of this one. But uh, I coined the uh, the nickname not Maroon and Gold anymore; it's Maroon and Copper. You like it? I, I actually saw that. I think I don't know where I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I, I started it, buddy. Maroon oh, and Copper. Don't, don't feed into this, please. <laughs> don't. I'll never hear the uh, end of it. I promise. Yeah, I, I, I love I mean, it. Maroon and I, Copper. I, hey, and and just to let you know, I don't want to get your head too big, but I started a little early when I called it uh, Johnny Walker, Maroon and Gold. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I've been working you, on these a little while. <laughs> it's way I mean, too if, long. If you called Johnny Walker that and he's still doing what he's doing, hopefully that's a magic word and I'm not going to slow down. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, awesome. uh, when you get to the Big Ten and uh, you know these schools, you've seen them play before, you know the style of play, how did you think your team would fit uh, in the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean – Completely honest, I see our practices and stuff, but I've never been around college hockey playing, and I've seen games and stuff, but I you don't really pay too close attention there. You probably you might just go to the games, hang out with your buddies, eat like popcorn or whatever. So you you don't really know really how fast the game is. So in our practices, everybody's moving. So you're like, hope you're like, wow, teams could be really good. And then you look at teams like Wisconsin, and you see Cole Caulfield, and they like that kid's a superstar. So then you're like, I hope we are able to compete against these teams. And then realize, and then the first game against Michigan kind of scared me. I was like, Oh, this could be a long season. <laughs> and, and then eventually we started getting better and better. And then once we like, I think once we finally got ahead versus Wisconsin in our first game, I think that's when everybody kind of took a deep breath and was like, we we're, we're going to be, we're going to make a statement. All right. So speaking of, of 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 going to games and watching with your friends, okay, I like to ask this question. Uh, it's a standard question for me. Uh, besides playing hockey as a kid, did you also, and even now, do you also watch games? Do you, uh, I, I can. Uh, do I want to assume Avalanche or or somebody else? Yeah, so when I was younger, I was a big Penguins fan because of Sidney Crosby. Okay. 
from my mom being Canadian. But then once I started getting older and older, I was like, I just kind of, I didn't know if I, I didn't like to watch hockey as much. I like to play it way more than I like. Uh, I, I totally it. understand that. Totally get yeah. that. So, and after being around hockey all day and doing hockey all the time, I didn't want to go home and put on a hockey game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I usually like, I went home and I probably played Xbox with my buddies just to get off hockey. Okay. Yeah. No, I only ask that because there's usually two, there's usually it's one of two answers. The answer is either no, when I'm, when, when I don't have the equipment on, I pay no attention to hockey or I devour yeah. every second of it. And I just like yep. to know what camp everybody falls into. Yep. I don't, I, I, I watch more highlights on single guy players, like before okay. nights before games to figure out. Like I watch Austin Matthews all the time in his shot and everything he does to try learn from it. All right. Okay, so, so you got Sidney Crosby and Austin Matthews. Anybody else? Those are probably my, probably my two guys. Crosby's my main guy, and Matthews just kind of came into the picture because he, I guess, he can shoot the puck pretty well. Someone said so. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few pucks in the net. <laughs> yeah, so I, I decided to check him out. Okay, so so tell everybody that's listening that that hasn't had a chance to see you play in person, um, what kind of player are you? I mean, we get the impression uh, on the ice of what you do via TV, but what what do you like to do? If if it was your ideal game, would you want to be a goal scorer? Would you want to be the guy that sets it up? Uh, are you looking to mix it up a little bit? Do you like to uh, penalty kill? What's your style? Yeah, I'm. I like to think I'm one hundred percent goal scorer. I obviously I oh we love that we love that yeah. copper <laughs> yeah there's I mean I I can I can make plays too but if the puck's on my stick I'm trying to have the puck in the back of the net before I think about anything else really uh, isn't that what a goal scorer does though Scott they, they, they <laughs> I mean you know we've been watching the game long enough that's what they do right. Absolutely, and when when uh, Johnny Walker has the uh, puck on his stick, uh, that's usually what he likes to do too. So that's not a bad role model to have with you, the guy that's got the the most goals in in college hockey currently, I think, still. So, um, how, how's your relationship been with Johnny? Have you had a chance to visit with him and find out what he does and where he finds spots and things like that? Yeah, me and <laughs> me and Johnny are pretty uh, tight um, because I James is actually really close with Johnny and I'm really close with Mance and uh, Mancinelli's living with Johnny. So on this road trip, it's pretty been much us four hanging out in a room all the time and just hanging out and chat. And I mean, we don't talk, uh, we don't really talk about hockey at all in the room. I just, I know what Johnny does and stuff. So it's like, I, I know the kind of player he is. So I don't know if I really need to ask him. I just kind of know what he does. So as he told you, he's uh, not really that good at golf. Yeah, I've actually, <laughs> I I hope he hears this, but I'm I've heard I'm better at golf than him. And, oh, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. And uh, one I day, love it. Yeah. So that's fun fact. Uh, well, you're listen. You're 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 going to school in the right place to play. So. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so this year, Matthew, uh, we added Denver Air Force and Colorado College to our coverage area. And uh, growing up in Denver, was there any real push that maybe you want to be a pioneer or maybe go down the interstate and, and play at CC or at the Air Force Academy? Or had you made up your mind 
like you said, really young, that you wanted to be a Sun Devil? Yeah, so when I was actually really young, I was a North Dakota fan because my dad's born in North Dakota. So I was a huge North Dakota fan growing up. We'd go to Denver games, and I'd always have a North Dakota hoodie on or hat. And then um, I actually, during that whole time, I played for the Denver Junior Pioneers. So that rink is, I know that rink like the back of my head. And then one of my first year in the BC, I got back and I skated with Denver's like summer skate, like what we do at Arizona in the summer and stuff. I skated with them one time with their coach watching and stuff. And um, it just never worked out. Well, I can tell you from the Arizona State side of it and the, and the fans down here in Arizona, we're happy that you chose to become a Sun Devil. Final one for me, and then I'll let Paul wrap it up, is uh, obviously when you committed to Arizona State, you knew what you were coming into. You knew there was a building coming down the road, and you, you saw what Adidas was doing with jerseys. Are you excited about the number of jerseys and combinations you can put on, or doesn't that really matter to you? Yeah, no, it, that's – I love getting all the new gear and stuff. That's like the coolest thing to me, like seeing all the stuff we get. So that's awesome. Uh, I, I remember when I first got in the locker room and I had a pair of gloves out. It was actually two weeks before we left. I had a pair of gloves. We wore them all week in practice. Then the next week I had a new pair of gloves for the new sets of uniforms. <laughs> and, I, and I hated breaking in the new gloves. I wasn't used to. I was used to playing with one pair of gloves for the whole year. And I hated it. And now if I, you could switch all my gear out and I wouldn't even know what you just did. We switch helmets every game. We switch gloves, pants, and I don't even – now it's just normal. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have a question to top that, so we're just <laughs> – Well, Matthew, thanks so much for joining us. I know you guys are on a crazy long road trip. Uh, hang in there. It's going to get better. Um, I, I, I'm going to throw one more thing at you. Paul, co cover your ears because – Matthew, what I always do is I like to predict, or right? I like to put out a magic number on what I think you guys need to do to uh, to make a national tournament. Paul hates it because he just wants to go now, one Matthew. game at a time. But hang up now, <laughs> hang up now. But but uh. I, I set a number at twenty for you guys this year to get twenty wins, right? And we count it down. It's our magic number for you guys. One, um, one. Last year, <laughs> last year. Last year and the year before, the guys got there, and they, they got into a national tournament, and they would have got into a national tournament. I know you don't like to look ahead, but um, 28 games against the Big Ten, you've got uh, three wins knocked off now in a tie. You guys really – I know you want to win every game, but you really look at what you have to do, or you just want to be the best you can be week in and week out. I mean, obviously, everybody tells the media that we got to be the best in – every day we play and not look ahead but obviously everybody looks ahead and how we might finish oh so, don't encourage him please don't. so, <laughs> so, so oh. 20, 20 wins would be nice but uh, i mean i guess it starts with beating penn state this weekend yes, <laughs> well, it, yes. yeah there you go Fri well friday I'll tell night, you, friday night we had, that's it <laughs> we had coach Saratori hunt from air force uh a, a week ago and uh he said that right now his team is looking at just trying to play 13 games because he's been told by the NCAA that you can't even qualify for the national tournament unless you play 13 games. So he said, I just want to get to 13 games, and then we'll start counting wins after that. <laughs> so congratulations on the great start. Keep up the goal scoring. Uh, keep up the great attitude. It's a pleasure to have you on. I can't look for, uh, looking forward to meeting you in person.
Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Matthew. All right, folks, that's Matthew Copperwood. He's, he's just a part of the new maroon and copper, or copper and coma, however you want to play it. Stop. <laughs> Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, have a great night and, uh, and continue on doing what you're doing. Paul and I are going to take a quick break. We'll come right back with uh, a little more College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Southwest Weekly recorded just a little bit earlier tonight just to uh, accommodate our special guest who was uh, fantastic. Scott Strand here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Paul Hornstein and my co-host as always on beautiful Long. 
Uh, I don't know if I still got you here, Scott, or not, but uh... well, let's, let, let's okay, Paul. Oh, there we go. Here we I'm go. Here I'm we back. Go. I'm back. Uh, That's good. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's um, the technology. I always have to get a call right in the middle of when I do something early. Uh, and sure enough, yeah, that's what happens. It cuts us out. So uh, my my question to you was your thoughts on, on Matthew Copperwood, because that's a kid that's wanted to be a Sun Devil for an awful long time, like a lot of these guys have been. And how does Coach Powers continually do that, find these guys that are just diehards? Well, listen, I, I all I can say is, you know, it, he, Matthew was an intelligent individual. I mean, it's clear by the choice he made where to go to school. Uh, he made up his mind early. And he stuck with it. And, you know, he's got the goal scorer's mentality, which is good. Shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, though, to follow that up. Uh, he made a great choice. I agree with you. Arizona State's a great place to go to school and, and a great place to – to live in a great place to play hockey. But, man, you grow up in the hotbed of Denver. Uh, you have a Denver University right there. And then your father is from North Dakota, and you, you're a, a pretty much a lifelong North Dakota fan to the point where you went to Denver games wearing North Dakota gear. And then you end up as a Sun Devil. And now in your freshman year, you're lighting up the, the uh, goal-scoring mark in the country. Like I said, you know, intelligence shows itself in different ways. What can I <laughs> The only thing we're missing is he should have been a bulldog, but that that's another story. Uh, we'll leave well, it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's a de totally different story. And, uh, we'll, and by the way, speaking of those two teams, uh, just really quickly, uh, ASU still 20th in the poll. Right? Um, yep. Notre Dame is 15, Ohio State 14, Wisconsin 12. Uh, Minnesota four and Michigan five in the latest poll. So that hasn't changed much. Uh, North Dakota is still first. Uh, Duluth third. Denver has dropped to ninth. Okay. Um, and if you're just curious to see how uh, Denver decided to respond, uh, take a look at that box score if you get a chance later. In uh, <laughs> that 3-2 Denver win, uh, with a very late goal from Carter Savoy with about two minutes to go. I'm just going to read this off real quick because I know we're, we're, we're up against an actual deadline tonight. Uh, uh, we're, we're okay because we, go, the, we go, go a little bit longer today. we got 13, 13 minutes to go, so you're good. All right. Well, uh, let's just look at the, 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 the box score. Slashing, boarding, tripping, roughing, cross-checking, slashing, <laughs> slashing, boarding, a 10-minute misconduct, in, in, in that you think maybe, just maybe, things got a little heated in that oh. game. Oh, yes, they just, did. You know, and Denver's got to play desperate, right? Because as good as they are, they can't start 0-4 because, uh, listen, could, could they go on a 15-game on, on a winning streak? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, they could. when you keep losing and you don't have that first win of the season, it starts to creep into your head. Yeah, it, it really does. And and, uh, and Denver, Denver was up schedule. Two, and, and you know, Denver was up two nothing. 
And then bang, bang, North Dakota gets two power play goals to tie the game. So you might want to stay out of the box against North Dakota. I'm just, it's just a thought. And they didn't take <laughs> very long to get those goals by. You know, they, oh, yeah, well, and, and North Dakota didn't take very long to get those goals either, by the way, once they got on those power plays. So right. um, 13, let's see, the first power play goal took them uh, about 30 seconds. And the second one took them, uh, we're just trying to calculate it here. Uh, second period. I mean, literally took them like 15 seconds. So Yeah, it didn't take long. <laughs> no. Well, uh, congratulations to Coach Carl in Denver for, for getting on the board. Uh, you remember when we talked to Coach Carl and we said, this schedule that you're up against to start your season is incredible. Uh, how are you going to deal with it? He said one game at a time, like you would expect all the coaches to say. And, and yeah, do, I, don't, but, I, I don't understand why they say that, but okay. But he's, you know, he's uh, on the short end of his first three games, one goal games. Um, sometimes they dominated, at least for periods. Sometimes they, they hadn't. Sometimes they'd given up quick power play goals like Minnesota Duluth did to him. Uh, and then now North Dakota did, but wow, what, what a way to fight through things and, and get the win. Because like you said, this was an extremely important win. And uh, I heard the announcers previewing this game tonight, and they said the same thing. They said, would anybody be surprised if uh, Denver went on a roll and went like, you know, one six in a row? And the answer to that is no. No, of course not. And by the way, you know, you add, you know, like I said, it's just a poll, and, and we know that polls – are what they are okay you know if you're denver you got north dakota at one duluth at three okay and below you you now have st cloud at 13 and omaha at 18 who were not in the poll last week right lake superior got a bunch of votes and western michigan got some votes now and I say that because, like I said, St. Cloud and Omaha were not ranked going into this last poll. And St. Cloud is, what, 3-0 and now to start the season? And even Omaha at 2-2 two and two to start the season? Um, they're having better years than people expected. So when, when you sit there and you say, Oh well, I got to get through these for X number of games. Uh, that X number of games is the season, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the pod has been nothing uh, short of uh, spectacular. I think. I think it was it's a great, great idea yeah. by the NCHC, uh, NCHC TV, and Midco Sportsnet uh, doing a fantastic job of putting on what will end up being thirty-eight games in twenty-one days, twenty games, something like that. Uh, so what a great job of, of doing uh, a real service, I think, to college hockey. And it, you and I have talked about this before, Paul, and I want to bring it up again. Is like the NCHC made a decision to go to a pod situation. Um, the Big Ten said we're going to play only conference games and we're going to adopt ASU to, uh, to, be- to do the battle against if they're willing to play all their games on the road at Big Ten sites. And they said yes. Um, the Eastern schools are, are kind of just playing where they can, when they can, 
And uh, Atlanta cocky is kind of Atlanta cocky. It didn't really change much, did it? No, it uh, it hasn't. Um, but you know, just I, I will say this, and I listen. I hope this never happens again. I, I hope you know. <laughs> you I, and me I, both for a number of reasons, my friend. A lot of different reasons, <laughs> but but the if if you want to look for silver linings, okay. We got hockey all summer long. And now here it is a Tuesday in the middle of the college season. And we got a triple header in in, in one league. <laughs> Loving it. Right. You got Minnesota and Michigan tonight too. Right. There'll be games tomorrow night and games Thursday and games Friday and games Saturday and games Sunday. Um, and here's the thing, Paul. They're not only games. They're all meaningful games because – you're looking at possibly, you know, six or eight games less than normal uh, for teams. So yeah. when this season is over with, you're going to look at, like, for ASU, for example. Right now they're set at a 28-game schedule. Well, you know, they could have played up to 36 in previous years. So, um, you know, every game is important, and you're seeing the players take it that way. I mean, no better example than the NCHC, but um, – We'll jump off of that right now. We'll get back to uh, to Arizona State and Air Force because we haven't really said much about that. Air Force still looking for their first win, and Arizona State is headed. Uh, and well, let me back up a minute. Air Force is going to take the weekend and play exhibitions against uh, right uh, team Team USA, the National Development Program, on Saturday and Sunday at the academy, and then uh, Arizona State's heading over to to Penn State to play some hockey. And uh, we all know that rivalry because uh, both of them were the last two teams really before LIU to, to jump to Division One, and, and Coach well, Powers has a lot of respect for their program as well. See, I, I don't know if rivalry would be the right word in that situation. Ah, good point. We got are, 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 are the, why, why do you say that? Well, are the two teams kind of linked together because they started one year after the other? And in completely different, you know, despite the fact that they did it in completely different ways, well, yeah, they are, um, and that's why those matchups are always interesting. But a, a rivalry usually entails bitterness, doesn't it? It can. I don't. Think that, I don't, I don't think can. that really exists there. And maybe not, but but maybe maybe right down in it, there 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 is a bit of a rivalry it's just a different sense of a rivalry maybe maybe not um uh, yeah i mean i don't know it just seems to me that w- that rivalry is just not the right word i like i said you want to say well, are, they, are they coupled yeah they yeah. i i, I yeah, would they definitely are because uh, you know they came like i said they came in one year after the other uh, they've played each other just about every year. Uh, you know, ASU started right away. Penn State took two years. You know, ASU got a donation to start the program, but and and and, and I hate and Penn State just basically got everything all at once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. Uh, um, I think the donation size was a tad bigger uh, in the Penn State pools than, than they were. Yeah, I mean, State, and, and I don't, and I hate bringing that up because I don't want to knock what ASU got, obviously. Right. But 
to, to, but you still have to put it in perspective. So you have to say it. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and Penn State had a conference right away. Yeah. They didn't have to worry about a conference. I think they played that first year as an independent team. But right. after that, they, 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 you know, they had, a, they didn't have to worry about what conference they were going to play in. There was none of that. And obviously, you know, we're still waiting for ASU. Uh, test run of 2020-21 notwithstanding. You know, I'm, I'm sure by this time next year that that'll be figured out too. Okay. You know, the building will be halfway done. Let me knock on something here. Um, <laughs> Don't leave okay. with you on that So one. there's, there's the, the two programs are going to be inexorably linked. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, we got our point across. I said rivalry. Right. You say linked. I think you're right. Um, so when we talk about, uh, and we got just uh, what three four minutes left here, but uh, I just want to talk fast. about what lies ahead with the uh, with the Sun Devils because um, Penn State, they're, they're, there's Penn State and then Ohio State, but then there's nothing. Nobody has announced anything beyond that point. Right. Everybody's in the same boat. Penn State. Uh, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. But there's still some do. people that need to plan. Uh, I'm nah. not talking about the guys on the ice. I'm talking about planning the future nah. because you have to know where you're going, right? I mean, uh, what's going to happen at the end of this 36 days on the road? Are the guys coming back to Tempe? Yes. Are they going to go back home to, to – No, they're going to Tempe and staying. And staying until they yeah. go to the second half, quote unquote. That's air quotes you're seeing, folks. The second right. half of the season, uh, which we know will be back uh, in the Big Ten and and different schedules. So, okay, so we answered that question. Uh, so just finish it up for me. Give us a quick recap in a, in a minute or two, if you can, about what uh, Coach Powers had to say today. Well, you know, pretty much they've had good practices. The goaltending situation uh, is still jumbled. Nobody's lost the job. Nobody's taken the job. And, you know, they're and, and the first thing I got asked uh, about it from somebody else was, uh, what's the status on Johnny Walker? Uh, and coach basically said, uh, we're keeping him out. Definitely not going to play Friday. Uh, if it was an NCAA tournament game, it'd be a different story. But it's not. So they're once again thinking long-term and what's best for Johnny, and, and I totally agree. Yeah, exactly. And um, so that's going to happen. That's going to play out. We know the NCHC pod is going to play out. We know that Air Force is going to continue to do what Air Force does, which is just uh, continue to, to play their opponents that are on their schedule, just like everybody else, I guess. It's just that they're going to do them. Yep. Either at their barn or at somebody else's barn, it's not going to be any um, static site, if you want to call it, or a pod. So a lot of things breaking now, as we can see it, right? It's starting to to really start to pick up some steam. You can start to take the quote-unquote polls a little bit more serious because you see what the records are behind their name now that Colorado College is playing again. And uh, I think I think that's really something to look forward to. I do want to shout out Coach Powers today. It's his uh, birthday, so happy birthday, yep. Coach. Uh, thank you so much, and thanks to Mitch Terrell for uh, getting us Matthew Copperud to join us. Uh, what a great kid. I, I just keep saying that about these kids from, from everywhere we go. I mean, 
you know how it used to be, Paul? You'd get you'd get an athlete on, and they'd give you a yes, no, yes, no, and be done in 10 seconds. These guys love to talk, and, and they're very articulate, and they do a really good job of, uh, of communicating, which I think is really a, a shout-out to the millennials. Well, it is the advantage of having grown up in the social media era. Yeah, bingo. Okay, my friend, that's uh, that's a wrap for tonight. Uh, it's early, but it'll be up on the normal time at 7.30 tonight, so go ahead and take it away. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G ultra band for business that America has been waiting for. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood at Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Bell Ford difference online at bellford.com or at the showroom, 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates, fall, winter, doesn't matter. Still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Behind the Mask at its three Valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. And by the NCHC, every game in the pod, on the road, or at home. NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Another big shout-out to uh, Matthew Copperud, the uh, high-scoring freshman uh, uh, for the Arizona State Sun Devils. I mean, I keep looking at his numbers, Paul, and I just stagger over him because he's off to a really good start. If he can continue to keep this up and they can get Johnny Walker back healthy, keep everybody else healthy, uh, goodness gracious, the uh, the firepower that ASU has is something that uh, is going to be on display of the entire season the way I see it. And you just get some good goaltending, and you're in every hockey game you play from this point forward. Can't argue with that. All right, we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Uh, thanks again for tuning in a little bit early if you were here live. And if not, uh, get us at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Our quad pod of hockey podcast continues tomorrow night with uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.